the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to the show, Tuesday night edition. And what a big night it is because every Tuesday we usually do Teamless Tuesday, which we're going to do very soon. I had to remind myself that there was actually another round of the NRL this week, Rat. What? There's so much that's going on, (laughs) especially tomorrow night. I officially won't sleep tonight. Oh, mate. I'm going to go all the way through to midnight tomorrow night. I was up until 2 o'clock this morning watching the cricket. Unbelievable. And just, oh, mate, I I thought when Warner and Uzi started to get going, I thought, oh, we're on here. We're on. Well, we could potentially be seeing day five as potentially one of the greatest Ashes finishes we've seen in a long time Mm. because 174 runs to win. Kawaja on is uh, is in at the moment. The night watchman Scotty Boland is also in. Uh, Labuschagne's gone. Warner's gone, and so is Stephen Smith. So, all in front of the Australians. Let's just hope the weather gods look after the Aussies and and give us a chance to uh, to wrap up the first first Ashes. Of course, Origin two tomorrow night. Everyone's bunkered down because the last sessions at Suncorp Stadium were today for both teams. Not a lot's done, is it, Rat? No. The day before? No. The session really is probably only about 50%. Well, I know the, 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 the Queensland Fogs, they have their big lunch today. They um, do too, yeah. The, the the Queensland team, after their captain run, went up and were presented to the, the, the lunch. Um, Billy had a little bit of a chat, and um, they look all ready to go. Yeah. It's going to be interesting, actually. I, say, I should say, it has been interesting listening to both coaches mm. when addressed by the media. And some of the responses that both coaches, and the conviction or the lack of conviction. There's a, there's a different tone. There is, isn't there? Yeah, there, yeah. There, there's certainly a different tone. Um, you know, you, you consider the, the tone coming out of the New South Wales camp before game one comparatively. Yep. Um, very different. Actually, let, let's touch on them now. Let's play, this is Billy Slater when spoken about the favourites for, for game yep. two and you know, preparing for game two. This is his response. I, I could not care less. I honestly could not care less who is favourites and who's not favourites, who's got players in and out and all that sort of stuff. So to me, Billy always sounds like he's got a lot of conviction, very articulate in his, in his address. And with the players, for more reports, he will not allow complacency. So Brad Fittler interviewed today before the final session for the Blues at Suncorp Stadium. Um, and some of the questions were thrown to him around team selections. And you got to understand Freddie's personality first and foremost. He's a very laid back guy, Freddie. Not a lot gets to Freddie. He doesn't get too stressed out. And the way that it comes across, and this is only my opinion, I don't know what you think, Rat, but, and the listeners as well, the way he comes across is that uh, it's quite deflated. That makes sense. Yeah, have a bit a, flat. Yeah. yeah. Have a listen to one of his responses. Now we give ourselves a really good chance. I think, you know, from, from day one, I was um, optimistic but realistic about the chances of all the players that we were looking at. Uh, it was a real mindset to come up here with a healthy team. So we give, us an, give ourselves a, a real chance to win the game. Um, coming here with a healthy team, which we know that's not the fact at all. No, well, I mean, the squad they picked, it was three injured players, mm. they, one's dropped out, one hasn't trained until 
Well, one basically hasn't trained. That's Liam Martin. Liam Martin and, and Cam Murray, um, from all reports, is you know, ready to go. Only trained as, did everything as of Sunday. Mm, so, yeah, it's a, it's a little different to the... Or is it the games of origin? Is he deliberately playing down everything just to probably make some Queensland players, if they see that interview, feel as though that this New South Wales team are defeated mentally? I, I would like to think... I, I remember Tim Sheens, right, before well, when the Tigers won the comp that year. He was in the press and he just sounded like, you know, oh, it's a young team. You know, they'll, they'll win some games well, but, you know, we're, we're not expecting too much. I've got no doubt behind the scenes he was saying to them, boys, I'm going to say this in the press. It's about relieving pressure off them yep. so that they could go out and just play footy. And, you know, we saw what happened. They went out and they won the comp. Yeah. Um, I would hope, well, I would think that behind the scenes, Freddie's saying to the boys, boys, you know, we're going to come up here. They, they're going to think that we've got nothing. We'll play that. Well, let's play that game. You know, well, we're a bit flat. You know, you know I'm, I'm going to play that game, boys. But, but believe me, we're in this up to our eyeballs. And I want you to go out there and, you know, put the ambush on. And that could be a ploy. I mean, that could be the, you know, the mind games of origin. Well, I've got to, I've got to say both coaches are two of the, the greatest competitors in that origin field. Oh, without a doubt. Amazing. Without they know exactly doubt. what it takes. On the show tonight, we've got Hot Topic, thanks to Suncorp. And also every Tuesday, of course, uh, it's round 17 in the NRL this weekend. So we'll do Team of Tuesday. TLT. Dynamite. TLT. Yeah, so that's in honour of Woogie, who's in Bali at the moment. Oh, what a... Can you imagine mate. how disgusting he'd be? <laughs> oh, just he'd laying be sitting there, around his, cocktails his and, and just... Ugh. Ugh. Pasty skin, oh, yuck. eating chicken wings, and mm. and probably break out in a few highs with the heat up yeah. there as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one more sleep to go, as we said, to State of Origin too. Do you suspect any changes to the starting lineup? Uh, I do to New South Wales. I, I think I think Robson will go into nine. I, I, I had a spy walking around their training when they were out at um, their, their facility um, out near Homebush there, and he was saying that Reese Robson was doing everything. Starting, yeah, the starting the session. Starting the session, yeah, in, in, in the nine jersey. From a defensive point of view. Um, I, I, I can't imagine any changes to the, I, I can't see any changes. Slater has hinted that possibly Cotter may start mm. in the second row position. Yep. He started in the front row position, got man of the match, mm. and he spent some time on the edge when they had players in the sin bin and players in yep. the head bin, which is David Fafita. I, I would think he wouldn't change too much. I saw Freddie get asked... Um, about uh, the wing positions and, and shifting um, Adekar and Toa around. And he played a pretty straight bat, didn't really answer the question, moved on. So I'd probably expect that those wing wingers will, will shift sides, um, put Adokar up against uh, Xavier Coates, mm-hmm. a little bit more height uh, to compete in that high ball. I think Xavier Coates would. Then you've got Murray Tawalangi on. Brian Toto. So yeah. either way, height wise, yeah, but they but win I, the battle in the air, don't they, Queensland? I, yeah, they do win the battle in the air, but I, but I think it's it's pro- probably more of a like for like. You got that bullocking strong runner yeah, yeah. in Toto, in Toto, who who um, I think um, Talangi could probably handle better. Mm. If New South Wales wins, who's the man of the match? Painhus. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Yeah, I think so as yeah, well. Many will say more. Mitchell Moses, but I think if Moses plays well, it means Huss has to be dominating. Yeah, look, there's no question the game's won and lost in the middle. Um, and, and I think New South Wales probably had the better of that for some period in that game, for about 60 minutes of it. After 15 minutes um, to probably the last eight minutes, um, New South Wales probably dominated most areas of the field, if not all areas of the field. Um, 
What worries me, Sats, is the kicking games. Um, the, the, the reality is Mitchell Moses has a far superior long kicking game and he's got a great short kicking game. So most of the time the back three are going to be coming in from anywhere from the trial line to the 10 metre line. That's right. From their, off their, their danger zone. The advantage I think that we have as a Queensland team is that they only have one kicker. Hmm. Um, you know, the other three that could potentially kick the ball, be it, you know, Robson, um, Cook or Jerome, or Luai. Jerome Luai, aren't noted kickers. Hmm. So you can send a lot of traffic his way come come last tackle. Yeah. So, um, hopefully they, they can do that and put him off his Yeah, game. you'd want Mitchell Moses at half time to have something like 15 or 16 tackles. Mm. Yeah, just work him over. Yep. Queensland wins. Who's your man of the match? Is, is it the most obvious question, Munster? No, no, no. I, I think there's too many players that can influence this game from a Queensland standpoint. I, you know, I like the, I like the thought of Reese Walsh backing up his game one performance. I thought he was close to man of the match in game one. Yeah. Um, I think he can go out there and really cement himself as an origin player by going out and backing up that game one performance. So I'm, I'm going to back Reese Walsh to have an absolute blinder. Yeah. I think Pat Carrigan as well. Yeah, oh mate, he was amazing in game he was. one. Uh, he'll back it up again. Cotter, I mean, there's a number of players. Well, Lindsay Collins, I mean, the, the the effort that they made in the middle was great. I was talking to a New South Wales, one of the New South Wales coaches, mm. late last week, and I said to him, "What scares you about Queensland as a coach?" And he said, "Munster makes me have nightmares. When I close my eyes at night in Origin camp, it scares me what what Munster can do to the opposition." Yep. And at Suncorp in front of 50-odd thousand, it, uh, it usually turns it on. So let's get to a break. Sats and for Sports Day. Hot topic for Suncorp up next. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yes, it is Sports Day. Sats and Rat and the hot topic time for Suncorp. Make sure you're Queensland covered. Search Suncorp Insurance for a quote. Today, now it's it's all been about Benny Hunt leading into this origin. Of Has. course, the the request by his management, don't know whether it was deliberately leaked to media in the week of origin or whether that was um, by accident, but either way, it has dominated the headlines for you know, the early part of this week, which you would think would add a little bit of pressure to the player involved, and that player being Ben Hunt playing such a crucial role in origin, but rat, the question will be for the hot topic. Will Ben Hunt be able to put the dragons dragon saga aside tomorrow night? Do you think being in origin, it shields him from a lot of the speculation? Yeah. Look, I haven't seen Ben Hunt in front of a camera at all. Yeah, true. I, I think he's just been good point held back. He's been protected by his Queensland mates. Um, I, I will say I, I was shocked at the timing of this coming out, uh, but, but from reports, there was two verbal requests mm-hmm. and then a written request. Yes. And the written request went in uh, last Saturday. Um, he's in camp. He's away from all the noise at the club. Um, gives it time to sort of settle down. He's not being dragged into the office. Um, they can work it out. Um, or they can work out a game plan from their side, that the Dragons, without Ben being there. And uh, he can uh, have a chat with them when he gets back. And, and look... Like I said, I haven't seen Ben Hunt in front of the camera once. And you've got to remember also, listeners, is that the the media release or the request that's put in in written format is consulted with Ben Hunt. It's not as if the management just go and do it without consulting with no, Ben Hunt. So not. Ben Hunt being 
33. He's been around the game for over 300 games. He knows that if he's going to say, yeah, push the button on that now, mm. that he's going to be able to handle it. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think it's going to affect him at all. Mm. I, I really don't. I, I think you'll you'll see a, a great performance from Ben Hunt despite that. Mm. Yeah. What about if after Wednesday night he doesn't go back to Sydney? Well, then well, he is in breach of contract, isn't well, he? Well, yeah, I, I think he'll be going back. But I, I can't imagine him playing for the Dragons this week. Really? We're going to do Team List Tuesday very soon. And ignorantly, I... I'm about to bring up the round now. Are the Dra- they're playing on Friday night against mm. the Warriors at, yep. in Wollongong. I don't think he plays. You don't that. think he plays? No. Do you think he stands himself down after Origin? Do you think the club will say, we need to stand you down till further well, discussions? Yeah, I, I just can't imagine imagine him coming out of that game with all the Because as soon as this game finishes, the blowtorch is on him and the Dragons. Mm. Uh I don't think that they can rectify the situation within 48 hours. I really don't. Um, I, I think potentially he's played his last game for him. Do you think it's just gone too far? So well, if he runs, I'm not if sure he runs if it's out, gone too far. If he yet. runs out, if he runs out Friday on against Wollongong, either way, he is being booed heavily by his, his home fans. Well, we we got some messages last night in relation to that. Mm. Um, there are some unhappy Dragons fans. There's no question about it. But I, but I think. Um, that they need to look a little bit deeper into their club as opposed to at one individual person. Um, ben Hunt is not the sort of guy that is a head, headline grabber for the wrong reasons. Yep. He's not the guy that puts himself into uh, compromising positions. He never has. He's always, you know, put his best foot forward when he's on the footy field. Uh, he tries his guts out week in, week out. Um, I, I just, I can't see this. That's, if they want him to play, I'm pretty sure... Uh, I'm I'm pretty sure Ben Hunt has decided he's not playing for the Dragons this Friday already. Wow. You know, what's going to be really important... That's just my opinion. What's going to be really important is he's got the right to ask for a release. It's no different if if I'm working for an accountancy firm and I get an offer from a firm down the road, which possibly might be more money or better conditions, and I ask for um, to, to resign, and my current employer says... No, we're going to offer you more money or a better package. We want you to stay, and they convince you to stay, and you just get on with it. Yep, you got the right to ask for a, a resignation or a, or yep. a release. So, what's going to be really important is if the dragons stand firm and say no, we're denying that release. How he reacts to it, because if he says, okay, you know what, I asked for it, I didn't get it, I'm just going to keep playing. I'm getting paid good money. I play Origin each year. I'm going to do my best to lead this team into a finals. Or if he Throws his toys out of the cot, which I'm not saying he would, Benny. Benny Hunt, but that's that's I, I the just other. Think, I just that's think, the other I, response. I just think he's too adamant in his like two verbal requests, a written request. Um, you know, he's he's tucked away behind the the, the curtain of origin at the moment. Yep. No one can get to him. No one's spoken to him. He hasn't spoken about it. Um, it, it this is a this is a calculated move, mm. like by Ben Hunt and his team. Um, for what reason? Unsure. Um, I've got a fair idea of the reason just based on what I've witnessed over the last sort of 18 months from well, the last five years. Just operationally, the how yeah, the club's yeah. been run. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah but uh, yeah, I, I think he's played his last game for the Dragons. What do you think? 0457 736 736. Let us know your opinion. Plenty of Dragons fans in Queensland. And that's the hot topic for Suncorp. That's the Suncorp spirit building a more resilient Queensland. 
That's Suncorp. Uh, let's get to a break, and after that, we'll talk a little bit more about a Broncos player who's playing for New South Wales. His name is Payne Huss. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back, Sats and Rat. And historically, when you're looking at the players within your club and the amount of money they take up on the salary cap, front rowers historically have never taken up a large chunk or a large portion or a huge percentage of his salary cap. Only the very special ones have Mm. in years gone by. Wayne Bennett religiously would never make his front rowers the highest paid. Hence why Petro Sivanasiva left many years ago and went to the Penrith Panthers. Yep. He believes he had a handshake agreement to be paid X amount, was offered Y amount, and went to the Penrith Panthers, came back to the Broncos. So the question is Payne Haas. Can he change that trend? And if he steps up and leads the Blues forward pack to a win, like you're saying, if New South Wales win, Payne Haas has to need to be one of the best, if not the best player on the field. What's his value? So he's in negotiations with the Broncos and reportedly numbers upwards of around a million, 1.1, 1.2, which make him the highest paid front rower in the history of the game. Mm. Throw Jason Taumalolo in there, but he's more or less a lock forward. But he plays a very central role. He does. He plays with a bit of width. Well, he well, does is, a bit of is everything. Is Jason Taumalolo a better player than Payne Haas? If I had to have both – oh, God, that's tough. If I had to have both players and I could only have – so if I'm going to choose one player at their best, oh, I think Payne I'm taking Payne Haas. The scary thing is Payne Haas isn't at his best yet. He's 23. He's 23 years old. Mm. If, if Jason Tomilo is worth a million, which I think he is, mm. Payne Haas is worth a million okay, well that's every the question. day of the week. What's the offer the, the Broncos need to concede? At least a million because I'll, I'll tell you, rugby will come with 1.6. And he'd be phenomenal at rugby. He'd be enormous. As number a number eight. eight yep. Oh, my goodness. Yep. He'd be and devastating. If they're, if they're paying 1.6 as 1.8s to Suali'i, mm. well, he's going to be upwards of you know, your 1.2s, 1.3s as yep. a forward in rugby. Yeah, so, absolutely. So if he if he dominates, I don't even think he needs to dominate at origin level. We see how important he is to the Brisbane Broncos. Well, I, I'm yet to see a player with his skill set and size and engine. Okay, you work, in the, seen ma- one. you work in the player management space. You've got your own sports management firm. Mm. Uh, across a number of codes and um, multi-sports. If if Payne Haas was your client mm. and you are going to the Broncos and they said, what would be your starting mark, a million? Well, I, I would say put your best foot forward, boys, because, you know, everybody wants him. If they, if they came and here and he, said, he, he wants – look, obviously he's a Brisbane boy. Oh, well, he's not a Brisbane boy originally, but he's, you know, he's, he's grown up playing for Brisbane. He'll probably want to stay in Brisbane. It'd be the easiest – Thing for him to do, he's in a successful club. Well, his mum's going to be incarcerated in yep. southeast he, he Queensland. Want to be close to her, yeah. Um, I, I would, I would, I would be seriously saying, put your best foot forward, boys, because there are other options out here for this young man, and um, we want to make sure he gets looked after. Okay, if, if I was the Brisbane Broncos rat, and I said to you, okay, we're going to offer you, you're going to offer you eight hundred thousand dollars a year, mm-hmm. you'd probably get up and walk out of the office. Wouldn't even uh, that'd be an embarrassment. But if they said. 
being in Brisbane, we think we've got this ability. We think he has got the ability, and you as a manager, which we're not allowed to introduce you to, the ability to make anywhere upwards of three or four hundred thousand dollars in mm. third party agreements. Yep. Still walk out? Uh, well, that, 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 that's he's going to have that anywhere he goes. Yeah, true. That, well, that, that, would he have it in Sydney, but where there's so many teams to fight with? I, I think he would, considering the fact that, you know, he's a New South Wales origin player, front rower, uh, one of their stars, and he's going to be there for many years to come. Absolutely, mm. I, I think he would. So they're going to have to get the um, checkbook out. They're going to have to pay big. Yep, mm. yep. What do you think? Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Is he worth it? Seven figures, paying Haas. I think he is at whatever club he goes to. We're going to get to a Polaris news update after the break, and we're going to talk a, a bit of Ashes cricket, which is exciting. Day five. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to Sports Day. And for Polaris, Australia's number one selling side-by-side brand and the fifth test Mm. is poised to be potentially one of the great finishes of Ashes cricket. And we're hoping the weather gods look after not only Australia, but just sporting fans in general because I've thoroughly enjoyed the way the the English have attacked this game. We've we got warned leading in and we've seen evidence of it when they've been playing against other nations, this Baz ball theory. But Australia, who at stumps of day four, needing 174 more runs to win, they're three wickets down. Kawaj is on 34. Night Watchman Scotty Bolden is on 13. But it seems as though Australia may have to play baseball against baseball. Yeah, well, Sat, I watched the game last night. I was just blown away by the way that um, England just took on that second innings. Yeah. Um, Joe Root hitting balls over the keeper's head. and It was just amazing. Um, what what, what was, would have been super frustrating for the Australians, they're in such a good position. And the last three batsmen, Ollie Robinson, Stuart Broad and James Anderson put on 49 runs. So we're 220 up. They're now, you know, we're chasing 280 now which is, you know, such a big difference on the last day on a, on a pitch that's been beat up for four, four days. Um, mate, it's, it's going to be a thrilling finish. And, you know, we've got seven wickets in hand to get it done. Uzi's in fine touch. He's, in, he's at the crease. It's, he scored double, he's, he scored double tons before in mm. tests. So, um, yeah, look, let's hope we can get it done. I, th- I think the concerning part for England is that Travis Head is to come and Alex Carey is to come, Pat Cummins is to come. And with Kawaja with the form that he's in and the eyes, that's concerning for England. The one saving grace for England, I think, is the weather. So first ball bowled around 9, 9.30, 70% chance of rain all the way up until about 11, 11.30. From lunchtime onwards, 30% chance of rain. So with the unsuspecting weather in, in the UK, Australia have to get it done quickly. Yeah, well, it's a 30% chance of rain. But it means it's a seventy percent chance of no rain. It's like <laughs> so, Melbourne. There's four seasons in yeah, one day. Yeah, it is. I, you know, look. I hope we get to a result. Um, it'll be great for you know to, to kick off the Ashes with that. Um, it'll be disappointed if we get close and and rain hampers mm. the result uh, for either side. So yeah, and the fans. So um, yeah, here's to some fine weather in the UK and and we see a result at Edgebaston. Paddy Cummins was outstanding with his bowling in the mm, fourfer. 
Yeah, in mm. the second innings. Nathan Lyon, another fourfer. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this this is going to be intriguing is to see whether the, the English cricketers can can hold their nerves. Mm. So, yeah, it's interesting listening to Crash Craddock on – I had a breakfast with him on uh, Tuesday morning, Monday morning, I should say, and he was saying that he interviewed Stuart Broad mm. and he said, tell me what this baseball is. He said, we never think about the result. We don't have team meetings. We had seven players – that love their golf, but have never played a golf game together. So Brendan McCullum came in and said, it's all about connections. We've all got to be best mates. Yep. So all their training camps are based around golf. How true is that though, Sats? With any team you played in, if you're playing with your mates, you want to do good. You, you want to do well for them. Yep. You know, if, you, if you're not connected, it just, uh, I've played in teams where there's been no connection amongst the teams of coach teams where I've had to get players together and get them out and go, come on boys, get to know each other. Mm. Like hang out for the night, you know, do something, you know, you don't have to go out and get drunk, but get, go temping bowling and have a laugh with each other or something. You know, you've got to create those bonds. Yeah. He, ex- he explained when asking Stuart Broad, can you explain me one circumstance about the mindset of Brendan McCullum? He said, Harry Brook was batting one day and he tried, he was on 94 and he marched down the wicket and he, he hit a six and got a hundred. He said, but if he marched down the wicket and got caught on the boundary on 94, we would have applauded him when he came into the, to the dressing shed because he would have gone down swinging. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good, the mindset. Good, good attitude. Isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Polaris Centre Financial Year deals are on now. Get up to $3,000 free accessories on the Polaris Rangers. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Cause I'm TLT. I'm dynamite. TLT. Yeah, round 17 of the NRL this week. Seven games are played, and that means three teams have the buys. The Sharks, the Bulldogs, and the West Tigers as well. So we were talking earlier on, Rat, and, and we are waiting for these teams to come out. I've got no doubt they would have had to do this anyway, and we don't know what the outcome of Ben Hunt's going to be. But that first game, which is the Dragons and the Warriors in Wollongong, he has been named Benny Hunt. Yes, that is correct. So everyone's anticipating he's going to play, and we'll just have to watch his space. Yeah, look, um, like I said, I, I, I've got a feeling he might have played his last game for the for the Dragons. Yep. Um, if they can't get through it, um, they've, they've got other, they've got other options. Mm. The Dragons. Um, they're certainly not of his calibre, being a state of origin. Um, Jaden Sullivan's a good young player, isn't he? Yeah, but mm. um, yeah, look, well, I guess it's one of those things we'll just have to keep an eye on. Yeah, in this Warriors side, they keep on, uh, keep on keeping on. Actually, they get Dylan Walker back just to strengthen their side. The Dolphins and the Eels is on Saturday at three o'clock, and Felice Kalfusi is back as well. Yeah, yeah, and they've got Josh Kerr in the, on the starting side up yeah. in the Dragons, which is a, a big in for them. But they're without um, Tessie New. Who's uh, who's who's out and Branko Lee, Braden uh, McGrady's playing. Yeah, Braden McGrady's actually played in the Host Plus Cup, Queensland mm. Cup, for a, a number of years. He's a really good young player. Actually, he's yeah. the nephew of Ewan McGrady. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, we know he could play a bit. Oh, of footy. Couldn't he? What? 
And for the Eels, Sean Lane's been included in the reserves, of course, um, returning from a hamstring injury. Mm. So decide whether he plays or not. I'd, I'd be surprised if he does. Uh, Saturday Panthers versus the Knights. The Knights had that really disappointing pointing loss last week against the Roosters. Daniel Saifidi back into the starting front row. And Greg Marju returns on the wing after being dropped for missing the team bus. Yeah, there's, there's been a little bit of conjecture going on up there. A little mm. bit of... Uh, bit of you know, with the old weather, smoke, there's fire. A few players are a little unhappy with Greg getting dropped and other players with minor discretions sort of being brushed under the carpet. So, yeah, it'll be one of those spaces that we'll keep an eye on. Um, Adam O'Brien certainly needs to win. I don't care what anyone says. Your best players have different rules to everyone else. Oh, absolutely. And on Saturday, 7.30, the storm up against the Seagulls. So Justin Ollum's back, which is great. Yep. And just to see how their players back up. Tom Trebojevic, of course, um, he could be set for a rest in round 17. Mm. He got named in the reserves. So again, yeah, well, and, and Kamakamita is out of Melbourne's lineup. Mm. So Broncos are playing the Titans on Sunday at Suncorp at yeah. uh, 2 p.m. Well, it'll be interesting to see how the State of Origin guys pull up because um, yep. that'll have a big bearing on, on who you might tip in this because you know the Titans are starting to sort of um, find a little bit of form. Um, it's got Kieran Foran back, haven't they? Yeah, Kieran Foran comes back into the side, which is a, a big in for them. He certainly settles the ship. And, um, you know, it'd just be interesting to see if Fafita, well, they've got Fafita, Fasumala Aoi, Fadawaka. They're all named. Yep. Um, but, you know, they, they, there's going to be a lot expected of them on Wednesday night, along with Thomas Flegler and um, Paddy Carrigan uh, for the Broncos. So, yeah. Reese Walsh. Um, yeah, they've got a few in there. So Rabbitohs and Cowboys on Sunday as well. Latrell Mitchell hasn't been named. And uh, Jason Taumalala, he's been named to come off the bench again. Just a quick one, back yep. on onto the Broncos. Selwyn Cobbo's been named to play. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah. So whether or not he's... With he's, Origin, it was about committing to every day of training. Yeah, which, and, he, and those hit pointers, they are bloody painful. Yeah, they are. You know, so... And to round out round 17, Roosters up against the Raiders, uh, which is at Allianz Stadium. And Luke Keery, he's been named despite everyone thinking he'd broken his jaw last week. So mm. it came back in his favour. Joey Manu shifts back to centre. I think that's what everyone wants to see. Yes. And Ricky Stewart, well, they had the bye last week. So the same 17 who, um, the last game against the Warriors in round 15, they got lapped in that game. So that's the team list for round 17 of the NRL. And after the break, we'll wrap the show up. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Sometimes I used to Wally watch. That's how good he was. He'd sit there and fight front rowers. Can you believe the state of origin? He was like a, a movie star to me. Oh, he was the boss. He's always been the boss. Well, I've never spoken publicly about it. Oh, what a way to finish the show. I'm that amped up for tonight. So for, that premieres that. tonight. If you haven't heard it, Wally Lewis, The King, is a documentary at 9.10pm tonight on Channel 9, 9 now in Sydney and Brisbane. It'll be a, it'll be amazing. Yeah, it will be. Yeah. Just had such an influence on so many people's careers and the game itself. Yeah, so. absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. Thanks for joining Sports Day uh, tonight and uh, big Wednesday tomorrow. I'm not going to sleep tonight. Of course, day five of the Ashes. First ball bowled in just over an hour's time. So thanks a lot for joining us on Sports Day. Sats and Rat, talk to you tomorrow.